For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The opinions represented during this show may not necessarily represent those of KRMG or Cox Media Group. Your host is Dan Witham, a financial advisor with offices at 8516 East 101st Street, Suite C in Tulsa. His office phone number is 918-398-8387. Dan is a branch manager with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Now here's Money Talk on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Man, good Sunday morning, everybody. My name's Russell Mills, and this is Money Talk. We are live and local in the big city of Tulsa, Oklahoma. In the studio with me, as always, Mr. Dan Witham and Mr. Steve Money. If you have questions for us today, you can text us at 95920. And, of course, every week, Dan gives away free books. And this week, I don't know. Have we given this one away before, sir? I think so. It's been a while, but I've given it away once or twice. Right. Yes, sir. The book this week is called Market Wizards, Interviews with the World Top Traders. How do the world's most successful traders amass tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in a year? Are they masters of an occult knowledge, lucky winners in a random market lottery? Or are they Mozart's of the markets? And actually, this book tells you how they do it. They give you basically have an interview in each chapter with one of the market wizards, and they tell you what their strategy is, what their philosophy is about trading, how they do it, and when they do it, and why they do it. And this is an excellent book because I think that, Steve, everybody needs to have a strategy regardless of what it might be. And this gives you some great ideas and some tips from the people that have done it and been successful at it. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of make a decision, even if it's wrong. Just don't do nothing. That's do right. Do something. That's right. And, you, and I think it's a matter of having your methodology. And the, the thing I like about having a methodology is it makes my decision-making process a lot easier. It makes it very objective as opposed to being subjective. And I, I like that. Uh, we'll, we'll send you a free copy of this excellent book if you want it. And we'll also send you a one-page questionnaire for you to fill out to send back to us for your free Social Security report to show you how to make up to $250,000 more on your Social Security benefits without paying any more in just by filing at the right time in the right way. And you can collect a lot more money this way. And the report is free, by the way, that we do for you. It's just a one-page questionnaire you fill out and send back to us. It's all free. Just give me a call at 918-398-8387. 918-398-8387. It is the weekend, so of course you will get our voicemail. All we ask is that you leave your name and your address, and we will send you the book and the report, the one-page questionnaire to fill out for the Social Security report. Tripping over myself today. And it's absolutely free, no cost, no obligation whatsoever. And before I forget, I want to say hello to my friend Jim Caputo. You know Jim, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, Judge. Yep. Yeah, Judge Caputo is running for re-election apparently this year. He says he's got an opponent. I don't know who it is. Do you know who? I Not off the top of my head. I have no idea, but Jim's been a judge for several years and done a great job down there. And I've always enjoyed working with him. He he was one of my attorneys on one of my divorces. Uh, One of your divorces? You too? (laughs) 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 So that's how I know Jim. But he's a a good man, and I I hope he wins his re-election. I wish him the best in that. Well, speaking of elections, I went to uh, the Shamrock event in downtown Broken Arrow last night in the Rose District, and I'd never been to that before. Very cool. You know, I think downtown Broken Arrow is just – I mean, it's cool as all get out right now. Anyway, we spend a lot of time down and there anyway. growing. I'll tell you, it was a good crowd. Uh, nobody expected the rain and the hail. I mean, there was hail coming down out there. And uh, so that was a, that kind of cooled things off uh, just a little bit. But my buddy Darren Gantz is running for uh, 
assessor, Tulsa County assessor. So we supported him, and it was just it's just a good event, man. I mean, it's just families down there wandering around doing stuff. It, it's just downtown Broken Arrow is phenomenal. That's right. And he's running against John Wright. Who John I know, Wright, I know both of them. Yeah, yep. John Wright. And so it's going to be an interesting race to see who wins out in that one. That will be very interesting. Spoke Indeed. with um, – I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. Spoke with uh, the mayor down there, Craig Thurman, a couple weeks back. He told me five years ago Broken Arrow would get $11,000 a year in sales tax revenue. Wow. They're now getting four hundred. Thousand man, that's a little bit of an increase. And he said that area is going to continue to grow. There's already another sixty million dollars in projects. Wow, that are coming up. He says we'll be doubling our restaurant space. We'll be it. The Rose District is happening. I'll tell you what, it it, it is very cool. And I I know that when Chris and I we someplace and we're we're going home, uh, it's not at all unusual just to pull through downtown Broken Arrow because it's just. I mean, it's quiet. It's you know, it's clean. It's safe and. And there's just kind of couples wandering around, families wandering around, and you know there's plenty of places just to stop and get a snack or something. So, so whoever put that thing together, job well done, yep. well played. Yep. All right. All right. It's I'm going to step, on, I'm gonna step on the third rail. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go down go. There like a moth to a flame. Say, teacher, <laughs> can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> if you want to send me a hateful text or anything, nine five nine two zero. Nine five nine two zero. That's how you text us. I'll, if you I'll would tell like you to in respond. advance. Yeah, I'll tell you in advance. If okay. you're an educator. And, and, and Dan came up with this topic. I just want to be very clear about that. Yeah, and I got a text from thanks. Steve asking no, me. to us find that out. <laughs> Russell and I were like, "Are you sure you want to do that, bro?" Well, anyhow, I did some research on the subject of the teacher's pay and this teacher's walkout and all these things that are going on. People know about it, obviously, unless you've been hiding under a rock for the last three months or so. You pretty much are aware of what's coming here down the road. Anyhow, I looked into some things, some budgetary issues, some financial issues behind this, and I wanted to find out what really had happened with the state's budget over the last few years because I hear all these people screaming that they've cut the education funding, that they've cut this and they've cut that. And so I wanted to get the facts, and I went back and looked at what the facts are. And the facts show, show an interesting story. And I was talking to Russell about this before we came in here. The state's revenue, total revenues, uh, in 2014, Russell, were $21.2 billion from all sources. Personal income tax, corporate taxes, everything, ad valorem, you name it, $21.2 billion. 2015, the economy, Oklahoma economy went in the tank. They dropped to $17.8 billion, so down 3.4, I think, if my math is correct, I'm guessing there. Um, well, you're the there, Harvard guy. You somewhere should. <laughs> You should know this. Throw me down. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so, so the revenues dropped considerably, obviously, from one year to the next. And people have often said that it was because of the gas production tax or because of this tax or the income tax or whatever. I looked at the numbers. Neither one actually declined. The income taxes went from 3.4 to 3.6 billion from 14 to 15. They actually went up. Oops. Income tax revenue, total revenues. Oops. Statewide. Okay. The corporate income tax, which is where the gas production tax falls, went from $3 billion to $3.1 billion, so it went up a little bit. Now, the, the gas wellhead tax did not increase over that period. It did decrease by about $300 million, I think, over that period. So it did go down, but it was about $680 million in 14, and I think it dropped to 380 in 15, something like that. So, But it's never been a huge part of the Oklahoma budget, believe it or not. It's never been as big as we think it is when we talk about it all the time. Uh, but what I did, what I was talking to you about during before we came in here, was this interesting uh, anomaly that I saw in the total retirement fund payments, which is a big part of the government's revenues these retirement payments from is it opea yes the oklahoma public employees association okay and that's the non-teachers state workers, state workers that are not teachers basically and are not police or firefighters right okay and so that's a large portion of the state employees basically is what that is not including teachers 
between their contributions and the teachers' contributions, which are huge uh, amounts, they dropped from $6.5 billion in 14 to just $2.6 billion in 15. Now, Russell whoa, whoa, had a whoa, thought. Whoa. Yes. How does that happen? I would say That's four, what I'm trying to figure well, out. Yes. And, and I went and looked at the bill. So, so basically they changed how they were handling the, the fund. It used to be a, a direct contribution Defined benefit plan. Yes. Defined benefit the, plan. On the state side, not the teacher side. Right. right. They changed that side. And then side. they yes. changed it to more Defined of a 401k style. Yes. And so I'm thinking maybe they split that off into a separate fund. Now, I was looking over the bill just before we were, came on air. It's 21 pages long. I'm not sure Okay. Uh, I can read all of that and digest it before. Well, that, that one's a different bill. The one, you were, the one I told you about? No, the one, the, the one I'm looking at is That's the not bill a, from- That's not 8384? No, no. Oh, okay. This is from 2014. Oh, okay. This is the bill that they- actually right. changed how they handled the public retirement system. Okay. What I think they did, and I'm guessing here, I'm speculating, is they, they said the, the OPA employees, not the teachers, OPA employees only, we're going to keep the current ones that were hired before then on the defined benefit plan yes. that they had before. They said the new employees that come in in 15 or later are going to be on a 401k type plan, a different pension plan. And so they should, they would still have to fund the old employees' pension liability, which is basically what they carry on the books. They still have to make those contributions every year for those employees. And what Russell said, and I don't want to misquote you, but what I think he said was he thinks they took that that big pension system and moved it to another area where it's not showing in these totals that, would be that I'm looking guess. at. Which does make sense because a $4 billion drop almost just seems very odd to me. A 60 or 70% drop is a huge amount. I Especially don't see it considering there was no bloody screaming at the time. So that makes me think, you know, it wasn't that huge a deal. So, right. so it's what you're saying. Probably roughly the same amount of money is coming in. They're just calling it something different or it's in a different account or right. something like that. That's what we think. But, We're but not the sure actual though. dollar volume is probably in the same ballpark. I think so. I'm not sure. Now, if you go from a defined benefit plan to a defined contribution plan like the state did, ultimately, down the road, your contributions will decrease that you have to make to fund that plan. But they won't drop off in the first year. They're not going to go down 70% in one year because you still have all those liabilities for those people that have been out that are in the plan. So it, it would go down over time, but I'm talking 10 or 20 years time. It would go away to where eventually it would go away. But it wouldn't go away in one year. Certainly, it could not go away in one year. So I don't know what happened. The only explanation I can give is what Russell said, is that when they moved it to another set of books somewhere else. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not fishy. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it doesn't show up in these revenue numbers for some reason. That would be a logical reason as to why it wouldn't show up here. But that would still be revenue to the state. They would just can't maybe categorize it under some other category, you know, where they don't count it in the, t- in the general revenues, general fund, so to speak. So if you have two different types of retirement systems, Yes, and, and I'm, I'm going to go down a rabbit trail on Social Security for a second. You have so many workers to support so many retirees, right. and, and that number has dropped dramatically over the years. Yes, Aren't you going to have the same problem with this if you kind of have an old system and a new system? Yes. The, the people in the new system are not contributing to the old system to support those old retirees. You're correct. And right. that, that's the problem I saw with it as soon as I saw this is, you know, Mary Fallon was saying it's going to save the state money, and I was going, well— it may in some year, but it's going to be a long time before it does because you've got nobody paying in for those people that just retired. You know, when these people in 15 all retire, the newer employees, as Steve pointed out, are not paying into that system. So you're going to have an issue there. Uh, but hopefully she's 
I don't know if she's found a way to figure. But that I know out the solution: not. pass another bill, pass another state question, <laughs> so. so that we can feed the teachers. Okay. Well, we do have a solution for it, and we'll talk about more of it after the break. I want to talk about a solution to the issue, which I think is a good solution. All right. Sounds like uh, Dan may have a plan to give those teachers a raise. We'll find out more about it here after a quick timeout. You are listening to Money Talk here on News 1023, AM 740, KRMG. Remember, if you want that free book, Market Wizards, call Dan's office at 918-398-8387. Do be sure and leave your name and phone number, 918-398-8387. More money talk after this. Welcome back to Money Talk here on News 1023 AM 740 KRMG. Coming up here in oh, about eight minutes, your top stories in the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center and your forecast from Fox 23. Stay tuned next hour for Fox, excuse me, Fox News Sunday. And remember, if you've got any questions for us or comments for uh, Dan, well, just give us a text at 95920. And Dan, giving away books this week, and it's all about wizards, not That's Harry right. Potter, though. The book, right, the book this week is Market Wizards, interviews, interviews with the world's top traders. We'll send you a free copy of this excellent book and the one-page questionnaire to fill out to get your Social Security report, custom 30-page Social Security report based on your situation, whether you're married, divorced, widowed, or Steve, in case, all in case of Steve, all three. All three, yeah. <laughs> all three you know, between you and I, we check a lot of those That's boxes. Right. We you have know. them all covered, I think, at one point or another. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll send you the free uh, information of the report in the book. It's uh, the number to call, 918-398-8387, 918-398-8387. Just leave us your name and your address when you get our voicemail, and we'll send the book and the report out to you absolutely free and no cost and no obligation whatsoever. Now, I talked with Russell before the break about this proposed solution that I thought was a pretty decent solution. You said it's House Bill 34440. House Bill 3440, which was sponsored by Tom Gann, I believe uh, Rick West, and Kevin Calvey. Is that right? Yes. And they're state reps, I believe state representatives, if I'm correct, because it's a House Bill. I'm assuming that's who sponsored it. It says there's a thing called the Commission of Land Office. And I've asked my esteemed counselor here next to me what that means. And he's pled the fifth, I think, for the most no, part. No, 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 no. It, it, it's a state agency, and they're responsible for uh, leasing out uh, public lands. And uh, and the revenues from that go to education in Oklahoma. The school districts, basically. The school districts. And or right. schools, yeah. Okay. Right, right. Good. So this entity, as I understand it, <clears throat> from what I can glean from the articles we've found on the subject, has about $2.4 billion, with a B, in the bank, approximately. In their portfolio. Not bad. Not bad. Not a bad portfolio. A couple, couple of zeros there. It's yeah. <laughs> not a bad retirement portfolio. Um, they, what, are, what these state reps are trying to get them to do is to pay the teacher bonuses or the teacher salaries, increases in salaries. Not Actually, bonuses, there sorry. would be bonuses. No, you're right. This bill okay. oh, there are bonuses, establishes yeah. the teacher bonus revolving fund. Okay. A continuing fund not subject to fiscal year limitations. And basically what it would be is they would, yeah, they would give the teachers a bonus. It's a $5,000 bonus. Okay. Now, I will tell you what the teachers are going to say to that. Uh, 
just off the top of my head, they're going to go, well, $5,000 bonus would be great. And yes. it also would not even bring us to where we would were 12 years ago for cost of living adjustments. So thanks, well, but they're asking for five or 6,000 right now. Roughly. They want 6,000 so right now right. and 10 over the next three years. That's okay. what they're saying. 6,000 per year per teacher. There are 42,000 teachers in the state of Oklahoma, roughly. I did some research, believe it or not. I didn't just I, make this I up. I believe it. Well, okay. You're a Harvard guy. 40, 42,000 teachers in the state of Oklahoma. $6,000 per teacher is $252 million per year for, to fund this, which the land office apparently probably can afford, has the money. I'm not saying, I'm not gonna, I don't want to speak for them, but they have $2.4 billion in their portfolio. In so, cash or assets? I or? don't know. I'm not sure which, which that is. So, But that last year they gave, what, over $100 million, Steve, to the education systems they contributed was i think it was well over 100 million from what i saw in the news article on there so and they may have something to say about this you know they may not agree with me but obviously the state reps that wrote this bill think they have the money uh and and i don't i welcome their input on the subject i'm not saying that i know how much money they have or don't have i'm not going to claim that i do because i do not so but you know this is just a thought this is a what'd you find well, I'm just looking up there on just their own website, okay. and it says that the, the responsible for uh, managing 750,000 surface acres of trust land, that says the annual income from the leases of land for commercial ranching, farming, and recreation purposes is approximately $14.5 million, far less than I would have anticipated. Yes, and that's not going to pay $252 million a year. That's not going to, that's Pro- not, even, not. not even the interest. <laughs> okay. So we'll have to do some more research on that to find out where, where that goes and what that is. And I wonder where they're getting that they have $2.4 billion then in assets, unless that's the value of that land. I was going to say, uh, which could be. That yeah. would be my guess. Yep. Again, guessing. Don't know. Okay. Complicated I, I, stuff. I have a feeling I know where we'll get a guest from for next week's show. We'll get one of them puppies on here and say, okay. explain this, Lucy. Well, and you know, Everybody's got a bullseye on their, act, on their back and feels like they're a target right now for as far as the state budgets goes. And, and they felt that way for several years. And I do want to talk about the education funding because I mentioned at the beginning, at the top of the show that I was going to discuss this, what's happened to education funding over the last five or so years. And we've had all kinds of people on Facebook and everywhere else screaming that the state has cut funding, the state has cut this, the state has cut that. Total funding for education for the state of Oklahoma is funded by two entities primarily. One is the state level. The second one is the local bond issues, things like that, right? Avalorum, mostly Avalorum taxes, I believe, because they can't do sales tax, I don't think, for that at all. Correct. Uh, so it's Avalorum tax and, and or taxes at the state level also. Total funding at the state level has gone from $3.9 billion to $4.2 billion over that period. So it's increased over the last five years by $300 million a year. Local funding. Over five years? Yes. $300 million a year? No, no, $300 million total. Over five years? From $3.9 million. Three point nine billion, excuse me, to four point two billion. Is that even just you're a math guy, Mr. Harvard? Is that even keeping up with inflation? That's a little under ten percent. So it's probably a little. It's right about where inflation has been for that period. Probably it's about close. Well, it's going to be close. If, so if, basically, if you're flat. saying t- if you're saying ten percent over five years, it's flat in terms of real dollars. But yes, here's yes. here's here's the problem, and this is what they'll tell you. So well, that's great, except we have more students right, now than right. we had ten years ago. But let me do the other part. The other part has gone from the local education funding, the uh, Avalorum taxes locally have gone from $5.8 billion to six. So they haven't grown as much. Right. They're, they're behind inflation. And that, that's, in terms of real dollars, that would be a negative a number. But the actual number of dollars have grown from $9.7 billion to ten point two over that five-year period. So they haven't gone down, contrary to what people may tell you. But you, you have population changes. It depends on which district you're looking at. You know, Tulsa Public Schools 
has gone from 44,000 to 38,000 over that period. They've dropped. But most districts are not probably in the same boat. Most districts have other things happening, like Bixby would be the opposite. And they've probably grown and exponentially. Broken Arrow, as we've been Broken talking Arrow's about grown Broken like, grown like a weed. Yes. Awasa, a lot of these. No, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I don't think it's a matter that Tulsa public schools have dropped. I think it's that people are fleeing from Tulsa public schools. Well, in the city, in the city of Tulsa in general. Yes, that is true. Uh, but Tulsa Public Schools, as Russell and I were talking about, is a whole different animal from most school districts. It absolutely have, is, and it's yeah. the largest district in the state. Right, and and they've got an, a ginormous budget, a budget of $587 million for the current fiscal year, $273,000 per teacher. Yes, $277,505 per teacher is their total budget. Which is enormous, and their average salary is a little over forty thousand. I think forty thousand two seventy four is their average salary per teacher, which leaves them two hundred thirty three thousand dollars per teacher for overhead. And I don't know why they can't figure that one out, but I know there's more issues. I know because that includes paying for buses, paying for plant and equipment, buildings, janitors, utilities, all the other stuff. Yes, all kinds of stuff. All right, we do have to get to the news so i'll just remind you real quick if you want that book on market wizards give dan's office a call 918-398-8387 or money talk after this on news Welcome back to Money Talk, live and local here on News 1023, AM 740, KRMG. My name's Russell Mills, coming up in less than half an hour. Stay tuned for Fox News Sunday. Remember, if you've got questions for us today, you can give us a text at 95920. And Dan Witham, the host of Money Talk, is here to give away books. What do we got today? That's right, the book today, The Market Wizards, Interviews with the World's Top Traders. You can get a free copy of this book. Plus, we'll send you our one-page questionnaire to fill out for your own free custom Social Security report on how to get more from your benefits from Social Security, up to $250,000 more. The average couple gets, believe it or not, Steve, I think $700,000 to $1 million over their lifetime from Social Security. It's a huge asset. It's a lot. It's a huge. So for many people, it's their biggest asset. You know, quite frankly, it is their biggest asset. And so I encourage you to find out how much you're entitled to and how, much, how you can get the max. We'll show you for free. Just give me a call at 918 398 8387-918-398-8387. Just leave us your name and your address. When you get our voicemail, we will send that information to you absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Russell, we were talking, you know, we're talking outside here. And I was saying about the, that I don't mind having a tax increase if it goes to the teachers, but I'd rather mm-hmm. see it at the local district level. Right. Coming out of my pocket, going to my local teachers in my district. I, I live in the Union School District because sending it to the state if I send my money to the state, it goes to Altus or to the Panhandle or somewhere else. I don't know where it's going, and I have no control over where it's going, quite frankly. Uh, but you pointed out to me that there's a, a statute that precludes that from being a bond issue at the local level. That you think you can't that use I can't do that. bond money for teacher pay. When you, you can use that. it for physical. <laughs> well, and trust I mean, me, there's there's folks at City Hall who've been screaming for you know let us do some of this. Right. Um, you know, let us use sales tax money or bond. It's, but it's not currently legal under Oklahoma law. Yeah, because, you know, the problem I see here is, and this is the problem I have with the OEA's argument for the state minimum pay is, 
in certain districts, people can live on $32,000 a year. In certain districts, they can't. Okay, if you're in Tulsa, public schools, you need to make more than that, right? I mean, I, th- I would say you probably need to make more than that. <laughs> well, one would hope. But if you live in a, a very, very, very small town somewhere in rural Oklahoma, you may be able to live fairly well on 32000 a year. I don't know. I don't live there, so I can't speak for them. But I'm just saying the, the pay amounts, the minimum pay amounts should be different in those districts. In my, that's my thought process. I want to say they are, but I don't know that for a fact. But I'm not an all, expert on that topic. They're not currently unless they're set by the district. Statewide, the statute, because I looked up right. the, the stuff, I've got the pay, it, it says is. it lists a statewide pay. Minimum pay is 31600 for a bachelor's degree with no experience. And it goes up each year for the first uh, 25 years, and then it basically tops out at 25 years. But what I'm saying is the minimum pay in Tulsa should not be the same as the minimum pay in Beaver, Oklahoma, which is in the panhandle. Uh, they should be different. The cost of living is different. Let's face it. We know it's different. Now, it's not like going from Tulsa to New York. Of course, it's not that radically different, but it's still going to be gradually different. And the other thing is the ability to bear the burden to pay that salary is different depending on the district. You know, if you're Tulsa Public Schools and your budget's $587 million, finding an extra $2 million is not nearly as difficult if you're Okarchi Public Schools or somebody like that. You know, and your total budget's $2 million for the year you're not going to be able to come up with an extra million dollars. It's just not going to happen. So the ability to pay that, I think, varies greatly by district as well. And I'd rather see it by district or by county or whatever, but I think by district is the way to do it. But, you know, what you mentioned is it's kind of precluded from happening yep. because of the way that things are set up. And we need to change the way that, that pay works because I didn't know we couldn't have a bond issue to pay salaries because I would much prefer it that way, voting at the local level. Let the districts decide what they want to pay their teachers and then pay them accordingly. Well, and the other thing is there is a um, petition drive for a state question on teacher pay. I mean, that's out there. Right. problem is that's going to take a while. And Is that on a sales tax or is that on, a, on a, just a, like an avalorum tax? I, I don't. it's on avalorum? No. Okay. Um, I have not actually read it. I just know that they're they're working on that because that's one thing some of the lawmakers are saying. Well, there's, you know, the voters will take care of all this. And the teachers are going, yeah, well, we can't wait. Well, there was the one that didn't they get the one that failed last year with the sales tax? Didn't they make a run at the sales tax a year or so ago? Well, they they yeah. wanted a one percent sales tax to go on the ballot. There, there was, and then there was you know the the infamous cigarette tax fiasco. Right. Uh, that was actually supposed to go towards health, but you know there's been several attempts. But the thing is, is we have that that pesky little state question six forty, which is which was passed in 1992 that requires a three quarters majority. Oh, okay. To raise yes. any revenue in the state of Oklahoma, and since that was passed in 1992, do you know how many revenue raising bills have gone through the legislature? Not many. Zero. Yeah, that's what. Not to my one. Guess. Yeah. Nada. Oh, so, so it worked. Oh, it worked great. <laughs> it did, did what it was intended to do, I guess. I don't know if it worked or not, but it did what it was intended to do. And well, 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 but, but, but wait, let's not skip over that. What was it intended to do? It was intended it, to make it more difficult to it pass was a tax in, increase. It, exactly. I mean, it right. like, more and, difficult and, 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 you know, is and, one thing. And, impossible. Well, nothing, nothing's impossible. Different. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's it, so impossible. So far has proven impossible. It, it's been, no, it's just been difficult um, because we keep electing people who aren't very smart. Hitting a fastball is difficult. And then but we, zero, zero no, batting I mean, average. Zero point zero zero zero. Just, no, just mathematically, it's possible to do. Okay. All you need sixty percent of the people. You can't, or whatever the number 75% is. Seventy five percent. Okay. So mathematically, it's Both totally houses. possible for that to, to happen. It just hasn't happened. And I would submit that it's supposed to be difficult on purpose, because if it was easy, my God, look where we, where we would be right now. I mean. 
you can make an argument, well, this would have been funded, that would have been funded. But, you, you know, in all these discussions, and even in our discussion today, I've not heard one conversation on the radio, the TV, any place, including this show, and we're talking about. So are we, are, are we standing for the proposal that every single stinking penny in the education system is well spent? No. So I just think there's certain people, certain philosophies that kind of go, can we please just for a minute quit spending every stinking second of every conversation about we got to raise money, we got to raise taxes, we got to, we got to, we got to. You know, why don't we got to look at the system a little bit and say, you know, maybe we could drain the swamp a little bit. Right. A little bit. And, and, and I do. I just kind of reject, oh, my God, they've taken on. No, no. You, we can't even cut it 1%. There's not 1% waste. You know, you and I have done a lot of shows on the Tulsa public school systems. And, and we kind of joked about how many people do you need to create the lunch menu? Right. It's, it's like 52 you got people 50. Yeah. to create a lunch menu. Yeah. You're telling me that we couldn't do that with 25 people, 40 people. I could probably do it myself. You know, you know, I, I'm thinking uh, me and a spreadsheet could probably do that. Yes. That was terrible, terrible grammar. But, but it's, you know, I, again, I, I just think, yes, things need to happen. Things need to change. You know what? There's police officers that make far less than 40000 a year in this state. Absolutely. There are yes. EMS people that make far less than $40,000 in this state. And I'm just suggesting that perhaps in a sense of, of budgetary planning, using taxpayers' money, being good stewards of taxpayers' money, should not be outside the conversation. And yet it's not even allowed to be, you know, we, don't, we can't even talk about that. It's nothing but raise money on the people who are already suffering. Right. That's all I'm saying. Let's let's talk about cutting a little bit, but well, nobody does. And that's one of the things I wanted to point out with my comment about the Tulsa Public Schools budget, because if you're spending two hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars to put one teacher in one classroom and you're paying that teacher forty thousand a year, there's some overhead in there. There's somewhere. some overhead in there. There's a lot of overhead in there somewhere and there shouldn't be that much overhead in there. I mean I understand you have other other jobs that have to be done, like the janitorial stuff, like the bus drivers. But two hundred and seventy seven thousand to pay out forty thousand for one building for one classroom, that's a bit excessive. Now, when you multiply that, uh, by the way, the t- number of teachers they have in their system has gone down from 3,000 to 2,100 now. They've got 2,118 teachers. Which is why classroom sizes are growing. Uh, it's part of it. But they also have had a decline in their student base. So that, that does explain some right. of the, the decrease in the teacher, the headcount. I can understand that, certainly, uh, because they have fewer students now. But you're right. You're probably right. The other factor is the classrooms have grown. But you're spending, you know, what is that, four, 40 to 20, is it seven times, 700% of the teacher's salary to fund a classroom. So is that number, is that their budget divided just by the number of teachers? Yes. That's their total budget divided by the number of teachers, which is 587757000 divided by 2,000, uh, I think it's 118. I'm trying to find the number on here, but that's, yeah, 2,118 teachers. So their total budget is $277,000 per teacher, per okay. teacher that they have in the classroom. Now, my first instinct was to say that's not really the way that that division ought to take place, but, but maybe it is. Because I, and this is an old statistic that may not be any good anymore, and it's, kind, it's actually kind of a Vietnam-era statistic. For every soldier in the field, for every combat guy, that took seven support people. Right. And so, so if you divide that budget by the amount of combat guys, so then we're kind of doing the same thing. Well, for every so, teacher, they've got three support people. Okay. Basically and that, yes. Okay, that's where I was going with it. And the ratio's out of whack because smaller districts don't do it that way. They don't do anywhere near that. You know, we, we've talked about that. And they've got 50 people on their uh, staff that pick the curriculum. They've got 50 people to pick the menu. They've got 350 janitors and only 70 buildings. 
So, wow. you know, why, why do we have 350 janitors? I mean, we don't need that many. There's just a lot of people in it. And I'm not saying every district's like this. They're not. They're, many districts are run much more lean it's just, and you know, more the, efficiently, shall we the say. The Tulsa, Tulsa public school system was just a good example of a bad example. Well, and, you know, part of the issue there is you have a, a culture and it's a massive ship. It doesn't turn on a dime. No matter who the superintendent is, there's a lot of issues that we talked about, Russell, that she's fighting with and that she has to combat. And they're not issues that she can necessarily overcome, that any superintendent can necessarily overcome. So I sympathize with her in that regard because there's some things that are way beyond her control. That just yeah, She I'll has no what, control over whatsoever. Tell you what, though, let her make that teacher's pay and go, you figure it out, probably be figured out in about 15 minutes. Well, it's an interesting point. But hopefully we'll get this thing resolved. And I think the, I think this bill that we talked about may be a good solution because it may be a way to fund the teacher's pay raise without increasing taxes on anybody, which I think may not be a bad solution. You know, I'm, I'd be willing to entertain it. And, I'm, you know, I'm not one to, to advocate tax increases. So. Well, it, it passed the committee um, on the 27th of last month. So it's it's in the works. I just, you know, it, it narrowly passed there, committee. So, I, you know. So we'll, here's, we'll see. Here's, my, here's my cynicism, though. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that the goal for a lot of people, the, the politician class, the goal is not really to increase teachers' pay. The real goal is just to increase taxes, and any excuse will do. And this is a good one. I mean, this is waving the proverbial bloody shirt. Right. It's you, you're throwing red meat out there, just like when they sold the Patriot Act. You know, let, let's just walk, let's just totally give away our constitutional rights, our Fourth Amendment rights. And, and if you're not for that, then you weren't a patriot. And this is the same thing. Shades it, of the Woodrow Wilson administration. We, we've got exactly. to take a quick time out. If you'd like a free copy of today's book, Market Wizards, call Dan's office at 918-398-8387. Do be sure and leave your name and address so they know where to send the book. 918-398-8387. More money talk after the quick timeout on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Tell me something bad about Tulsa. Well, if you ever plan the motor west. Welcome back to Money Talk here on News 1023 AM 740 KRMG. Coming up here in about nine minutes, your top stories of the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center and your forecast from Fox 23. Stay tuned. Coming up after the news, Fox News Sunday. If you've got questions for us today, you can give us a text at 95920. And Mr. Dan Witham, host of Money Talk, giving away books. Yes, sir. We have a great book this week, Market Wizards, interviews with the world's top traders, you can get a free copy of it and our one-page questionnaire to fill out for your own free custom Social Security report on how to get more up to $250,000 more from Social Security. Just give me a call. It's all free. Just give me a call at 918-398-8387. 918-398-8387. Just leave your name and your address when you get our voicemail, and we'll send that to you absolutely free. No cost and no obligation whatsoever. Steve, I'm going to change subjects here. All right. I'm going to actually talk about investing. What a novel <laughs> concept. Steve, you know I'm a Yankee, right? I, yes. Okay, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. Way north, northern Ohio, where the Football Hall of Fame is, is where I'm from originally. 
They used to have a football team up there. Oh, um, the Bulldogs. Right. The, the, pro, the pro team was with the first pro team actually in the country. That's not the one I was talking that's why, about. That's why the Hall of Fame is there. You're talking about the Browns? You're making I fun am, of my Browns? I'm making okay. fun of your Browns, yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, you're right. They used to have a football team in New York. <laughs> right. Right. They, may, they may have a team this year. It was though, a while ago. It was 20 years well, they ago. They should have gotten some good draft picks. Uh, then so. they, they got uh, okay. Tyrod Watts' face from Buffalo. No idea. Anyhow, <laughs> my parents had a house in Canton where I grew up. And the family room, we had a dark family room, which I loved. It had cherry paneling, Steve, hand cherry paneling, floor yeah. to ceiling, which is very dark wood, you know, dark wood, almost like a dark red color. And the family room had a cork floor on it, which I know is unusual. You're looking at me like, yeah, what, yeah, what in the world is that? that yeah. It had a cork floor. It did, did you post messages on it or anything? No, I didn't stick, stick thumbtacks in it. <laughs> I did a lot of the things probably destructive to it, but I didn't stick any thumbtacks in it. Anyhow, it was a dark room to begin with. And then we had curtains that i swear weighed 100 pounds that yeah. could block out the sun even if it was right outside the window the tapestry could, type yeah they were know. they were heavy 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 curtains and so i used to love sitting in that room watching tv with my parents and and it was just very nice a very big room very enjoyable and they had this big heavy oak table in the middle of the room a round table and uh, i remember watching a movie when i was about 10 years old steve that was you may have seen this have you ever heard of the wizard of oz i i've heard something about that one okay so I watched that movie, and the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, comes on the screen. And I climbed under the table because I was scared to death, thinking she was going to kill everybody in my household, including my parents and myself. It's those flying monkeys, man. That's, That's right. That's scary. With flying monkeys. <laughs> the munchkins. <laughs> All kinds of bizarre things in that movie when it came out. Anyhow, uh, as we learned toward the end of the movie, if you watch the movie all the way through, you know that everything works out in the end, even though it looks pretty dismal at the beginning, right? Much like life. Things. That's right. Much like life. Much like investing, as a matter of fact. So what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here is that we've all seen how the movie ends. We know how that movie ends, right? We know it ends pretty well, pretty successfully for the good for the good characters, shall we say. Not so well for the Wicked Witch, one of the witches, I know. Is it the West, the one that got killed? Yes. Okay. One with the slippers? Well, the one at the beginning was the Wicked Witch of the... Or the shoes sticking out from... Is yeah. it? Okay. But it was the Wicked Witch of the West who got melted. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyhow, neither one of them had a good end, obviously, from what you're describing, as I recall. Yeah. So the same thing is true... When we look at the market and when the market goes south on us, we have to keep this in mind that we know how the movie ends. We just have to be willing to wait to the end of the movie. We can't get up and walk out in the middle of the movie, right? No, that's an interesting uh, like, observation. Like there. cutting and running in you know, February 15th and pulling your money out of the market when the market's dropped 10%, not sticking to your strategy, and then you miss the end of the movie when it comes right back up. And we just have to remember that. We know how this movie ends every time. We've seen the movie over and over. We just have to remember how it ends, and we have to have faith in it. And I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, hedge funds are different structures for people and they make a lot of money for a lot of people. And the reason, one of the main reasons that hedge funds, hedge funds make money for people is you know what they do, Steve, when they take your money, they tell you to call us in 10 years. Oh man. They tell you, you cannot have your money for 10 years. They lock it up and it's in the contract and, and people know this and it's not that they're fooling you. They're not trying to tr trick you. They're going to take like a venture capital firm, say Bain Capital run yep. by Mitt Romney uh, years ago. They take your money and they invest it in small businesses. But the, the downside, downside to that is it's not liquid. You know, it's tied up in a business or whatever it might be. So you can't get your money for 10 years. Well, it would be to the benefit of every investor if that were the case with all their investments. You know, if I could no, tell that, people, yeah. you know, call me in 10 years, they would do much better. Now go live your life. Right. We'll get back to you. Go, go, go live your life. And, and another thing about venture capital is, you know where you find the price of it every day? You can't. It's not priced. It's not liquid. 
Good luck finding the price of Bain Capital, of, the, of your no. shares every yep. day. Well, that networks to your advantage because you don't know what it's doing and you can't freak out if you can't see the price of it, right? Well, and that's why we've talked about in the past, we don't check the price of our house every day. Right. It's a long-term proposition and we don't check the sales price every day. And yet we will check these other prices every day like you're talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that works to our advantage for the house is you can't sell your house for $7. No, I mean, no, you can't. Good luck finding a realtor who's going to sell your house for you for $7. And you can sell your stocks for $7, you know, on the internet or wherever you want to do it. And that's part of the problem. And you can do it from your phone. You can do it in an instant from your phone. And whereas if you sell your house, it takes months to sell. You have to get ready to sell. You have to paint it. You have to put new carpet in. You have to clean it up. You have to wait and show it and go through all these hassles. Basically headaches, you know, if you will, which they are a headache. No matter who you are, no matter what your house is worth, it's a headache to do it. And if people had to do that to sell their stocks, they probably wouldn't do it. No, no. Especially if they had to pay $40,000 to the agent to sell it. You know, it's kind of like a $5 taco box or trade a stock. <laughs> Same amount. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is technology is not always our friend. Technology certainly works against the investor nowadays, I think. And it just it just doesn't help us. It really can work to our detriment. And the, the first thing I tell people is when the market's not doing well and they call me up is I just say, quit looking at the market. Quit looking at the market. Put your phone up. Let me worry about it. That's what you pay me for, is let me worry about it. Because the market does crazy stuff. Like Absolutely. you were talking about February, a, a jobs report comes out, better than expected, right. market dives. This last week, a jobs report comes out, better than, expected. better than expected, market jumps. What? There's no logic to it. You're absolutely right. Zero logic. It makes you're, no sense. And you, that's a good point. You know, the jobs number was 330,000 last right. week that came out for the month of February, which was higher than expected, a very strong number, very good number. And after and you're right, in January, we had a very bad reaction to the same number, to a similar number. Same thing. And this time we had an entirely different reaction, which was a very positive reaction. And uh, in, apparently in January it caused inflation fears, but this time it didn't for some reason. And it was a bigger jobs number, I think, than January's was. So I don't know why it didn't cause more of a panic. But I think what it was was... In January, you know, people saw how the movie ended in January. The market came back. In February, it dropped two weeks, and then it came back up. People didn't freak out this time because they realized, hey, maybe they just realized it's not a big deal. This isn't that big of a deal. And this is what I always tell people. The market always overreacts. You have to make sure you don't overreact. And don't let it con you into doing Enjoy something stupid. Enjoy your popcorn and That's wait right. for the end of the movie. That's right. Get your popcorn ready. That's yeah. right. Wait for the end of the movie. All right. Very good. Remember, if you'd like a free copy of today's book, Market Wizards, call Dan's office at 918-398-8387. Learn the secrets of those who've been successful in the markets. Again, be sure and leave your name and address. It's Sunday. You're going to get a voicemail. 918-398-8387. You've been listening to Money Talk. We're here live and local on KRMG every Sunday from 10 to 11. Up next, your top story is the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center. Your forecast from Fox 23. I'm Russell Mills. Have a great afternoon, and Fox News Sunday is next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.